to A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. That is the name that you know, the brand that you trust for nearly 40 years in Middle Tennessee, the home of the 2021 Ford Bronco, in fact, the headquarters of the 2021 Ford Bronco, out there in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You are losing money. You are costing yourself money. If you're not on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and using the promo code A to Z Sports, uh, you're, you know, uh, you're screwing up is all that I can tell you. DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code, as you see behind me, A to Z Sports. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, GaryAshton.com. Gary has facial hair, unlike me. I shaved mine, but Gary is going to remain consistent, as he always does in his real estate dealings. The official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and primetime at GaryAshton.com. And of course, Primac Mechanical, for your satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. They will hook you up, just as they keep me in my comfort zone, either commercially, even though I don't own a commercial business. If I did, I would use Primac. But residentially, I use Brimac for preventative service on my HVAC units, be they heating or cooling, at Brimac.com. Okay, so here's the situation with Deshaun Watson, because I've gone back and forth, uh, gone back and forth a couple of times on this, and really, producer Reed and I were were kind of at, at a loss today during when we were doing our pre-show uh, our pre-show phone call that we do every night before the primetime show begins. And so I said to Reed, you know, essentially, and he, he agreed, of course, I'm not equipped to talk about Deshaun Watson's legal troubles. I am not a lawyer. I am not somebody who is trained in civil law. I am not somebody, you know, the court system can't figure out basically <laughs> the the minutiae between uh, assault, between sexual assault, between a decent exposure. There are a million different things involved in this case that I am not trained in. And so I felt like I would be doing a disservice talking about it with all the ins and outs of this case. Now, what the what you have is the information at hand. There is 16 lawsuits that have been filed against Deshaun Watson. Now, Rusty Harden, who represents Deshaun, has said that there is strong evidence showing that at least one of the 16 lawsuits alleging sexual assault is false and that it, quote, calls into question the legitimacy of the other cases as well. There are 16 cases. There are over 20 women who have accused Deshaun Watson of sexual assault or something like that. Here's what I will say about the case itself, because what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk about it from a football standpoint. A football standpoint, because that's the only way that I am equipped to talk about these things, okay? That is how I'm going to approach this particular topic. I hope you guys will understand that. I know you want me to have strong opinions on stuff. This is an opinion that I am not equipped to have on the legal side of things. All I'm going to do tonight is talk about it from a football standpoint. But here's what I'll say about the case before we get your Two Rivers Ford take. There are too many women coming to light with this. Whether all of them are true or not true, there are too many to ignore. There are too many to discredit. We will not do that until there have been there have been proper leading 
we will not do anything as it relates to Deshaun Watson or the women who are accusing him of these things. We will not uh, make any judgments here. I sit here, you know, giving uh, espousing opinions on a regular basis. This is not a subject matter that I'm equipped or have the proper information, all of the information at this point, to make a strong opinion on or to uh, to go through uh, to go through all of the all of the legal you know all of the legal legalese is the word that I'm looking for all of it in a way that is satisfactory what that is fair to Deshaun Watson that is fair to the women that are accusing him uh, Brian Bowman says innocent until proven guilty that's absolutely so but at this point there are too many of these women coming forward when it takes a great deal of strength. It does. It is a great deal. It takes a great deal of strength to come forward with these things. You know what I'm saying? And so I am not going to discredit the women. I'm not going to discredit Deshaun Watson. I'm simply going to talk about it from a football standpoint. So let's start there. Your two rivers Ford take. How does Deshaun Watson's legal trouble impact things from a football standpoint only. I don't want to talk about it legally. I don't want to talk about it character-wise. I think that these are the things that we need to talk about. Uh, BS, guilty till proven innocent, says Brad Duff. No, that's not the say. That's not, of course, the saying at all. But in the meantime, I want your two rivers Ford take here on A to Z Sports Primetime. How does Deshaun Watson's legal troubles impact things from a football standpoint only? It is very important that we keep things to football tonight on the primetime show. Let me know on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, and Twitch TV, your Two Rivers Ford take. While you guys do that, I'll tell you about the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford, whom I will be going to visit at some point next week. And we have exciting things coming with Two Rivers Ford. So you'll want to stay tuned to all of A to Z Sports social media channels. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business. They've been the best in the business for almost 40 years. They've been the best in the business because the vehicles at Ford are the best. 2021 Ford Bronco, the F-150, the electric Mach-E Mustang. These are only the latest cars that they have available for you on the light on the lot in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. They have a vast array of vehicles that suit any need that you may have, either pre-owned or new. They will hook you up and they will work with you from a non-commissioned sales standpoint, meaning they make a paycheck whether they sell you a car or not. Removes the pressure from the car buying experience or even just the car window shopping experience. You can do all of those things in Mount Juliet. You can test drive them if you feel like it. Or you can do the entire car purchasing process online at tworiversford.com. So let's talk about Deshaun Watson from a football standpoint only. Uh, since it's football, says Xavier Clemens. Since it's football talk, they all need a flag for intentionally grounding this man's character. Xavier, I, you know, I get that people are passionate about this, but brother, I, I don't know whether it's true or false. You don't know whether it's true or false. You can have an inclination. My initial reaction, and honestly, I regret having a reaction too soon on this, but my first reaction was, yeah, this smells kind of fishy. Tony Busby, the attorney is close friends with the McNairs. I don't know why they would be trying to sandbag their trade market if he is, in fact, not going to play for this franchise. But it it lined up in a way that felt nefarious. And then there was a, over 20 women that came out. Xavier, I can't, 
I can't ignore that. I can't, I, I can't wade into those waters. You can, if you want to, you are welcome to, but on this public platform, that's not a position that I can take. And I think, I think that many of you will have to understand that I just feel a degree of responsibility about how we approach, you know, how we tell the stories. We tell stories. Uh, that's basically my job. You know, I'm a, I'm a visual storyteller on the radio and the podcast. I'm an audio storyteller. And the story of this is very, very much still unwritten. We don't know. And so, yeah, I may have felt fishy about it in the first place, but I'm not going to ignore all of these women. There's too many instances where women in these cases are ignored. And I think, you know, I think what everybody thinks about Deshaun Watson prior to this, that he appears to be an incredible human being, but we don't know at this point. And so we have to remain patient and not be overreactionary. I've already been overreactionary. I regret it. And I hope that this case is resolved fairly quickly so that we can figure out, you know, who's in the right and who's in the wrong. And at, at that point, we'll talk about that stuff. Once it's legally decided in a court of law and there are binding documents that say this is what happened according to, you know, the United States justice system, for God's sakes. The United States justice system is equipped to figure this out. I am not equipped to figure this out from a legal standpoint. Man, just let this play out and see what happens because at some point the truth will come out, says Ronnie Sneed. That's how I feel about it. But we're asking you from a football standpoint only, how does all of this revolve around Deshaun Watson? Jesse OB says he will be suspended. How law says it kills his trade market. And honestly, that's that was my first reaction. I thought that you couldn't, you know, I told producer Reed in our pre-show meeting, no way you can trade this guy. Hell, the Texans can't put him on the field until this is figured out. From a football standpoint, this brings all things Deshaun Watson to a screeching halt on the football field or otherwise. Nothing gets done with Deshaun Watson until this is figured out in a court of law or outside, not outside a court of law, but if it's settled or if there is a decision made, if there are charges brought, right now it's allegations. All of this needs to go through a court of law. And at this point, I said to producer Reed, and that's my answer, or it was my answer until I listened to this, uh, until I listened to this uh, clip from Ian Rappaport pretty recently, I believe as early, if I'm not mistaken, as yesterday from Ian Rappaport on the Pat McAfee show. It's a little long, but they were asking about the trade market for Deshaun Watson. And this is what Rap Sheet had to say. Heard any updates on the uh, Deshaun situation in Houston, or is all the um, the stuff off the field kind of clouding things right now? Um, I, there's a lot there, right? So I think you know, there's the allegations, there's the lawsuits. They're all civil. No one has brought charges. There hasn't been a grand jury. As far as I know, the police are not involved. The league is investigating, and I think teams are trying to wait and see, like what is any of this and the short answer is no one actually knows no no one knows anything right now uh. now i i know i've spoken to a couple of teams where this has not deterred them in trying to get deshaun watson like i don't know if people thought they'd go oh all right i guess he's staying but like i haven't got that sense like some some teams who are interested in him are still very much interested in him um probably because of you know the character of that they they think of the player now if this 
something happens Who? with this and it, maybe that'll change. But Who's interested? There are teams I know that still very much believe in Deshaun Watts. And okay, okay, Ian, 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 hold on. Any of the yeah, teams that you know are interested in Deshaun, do they have the potential capital to make it work if, to get him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's there's probably like four or five teams with the with the capital and the opportunity now to get it. Okay, we're uh, gonna we're gonna say some yeah. names here. We'll just watch your reaction. Okay. Are the Patriots potentially invested or interested in Deshaun Watson? I have not heard that. Ooh. Are the Miami Dolphins potentially interested in Deshaun Watson? Uh, yes. I would yep. never rule out a team like oh. the Dolphins that has such a high draft pick uh, and has Tua, who also could be potential what an answer. trade. <laughs> so we'll s- I would not rule them out, I would say that. Diggs, you were going to lean in there? Do you have a uh, – the- since the Bears' rumored offer was three firsts and a couple of players, could they do the same for the Houston Texans? Huh. They could, as a matter of fact. Oh! oh. So Andy Dalton was assured to be a starter, okay? He goes to Chicago, one year, 11 mil. This is what I was told. Get me out of Dallas. I enjoyed it. Got killed one time. We yeah. came back on the other side. Here I am in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Nagy pays his potential last year. This is going to be fun. And then they go, actually, funny you say that, because now you're one of the two starters we're thinking about mm-hmm. trading out away. But they just signed Tyrod Taylor. So what would that be? Would it be Tyrod oh. Taylor and Andy Dalton? Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God, yeah. down well, in wow. Houston. Well, here's the problem. is I haven't gotten any sense that the Texans would actually trade him. Every all of the okay, from the conversations I've had with the teams that have called the Texans, it's always been like I'll talk about anyone but the quarterback. So I I, I don't maybe they do it. Maybe something changes dramatically. I just haven't gotten any sense at all that the Texans would trade them right now or anything. So that's uh, Ian Rappaport earlier. Uh, I believe it was yesterday on Deshaun Watson saying that he still has no indication that the Texans are going to trade Deshaun Watson. Now, if you look at John McClain, who has been in the NFL for damn near 50 years and in the Houston market, he has maintained the position that he believes Watson will be traded no matter what the Texans say. But at this point, you cannot trade for him. But as uh, as Big Mac says on Facebook, I don't think any other teams give a shit. They want a primetime quarterback. And what Rappaport is telling you there is absolutely so. The more this is this is honestly not to not to unnecessarily draw a comparison between Deshaun Watson and Isaiah Wilson, but this is what makes me think of something like this because Mac brings up a good point. Football organizations, football teams are willing to get players in their building if they think that there's talent that can help them on the football field. Remember Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy was accused of some of the worst shit you ever heard of in your life. Beating women, throwing one down on a bed full of assault rifles, threatening her life multiple times, and what happened? He got cut from one team, he got a job from the Dallas Cowboys, then it got too hot for Dallas, they got rid of him, and now he's beating the shit out of people in the UFC. Greg Hardy is a classic example of this. So what Mac is saying is so. Largely, teams don't give a shit if there's talent there. That's what makes the Isaiah Wilson so fascinating. I- Isaiah Wilson thinks so fascinating to me is this dude had talent, but two teams said, nah, we're good. 
So how how does that how does that square up? Just a just a complete and total sidebar. I know we're talking about Deshaun Watson tonight, but that thought occurred to me as I read Mac's comment that teams are willing to put up with some pretty awful shit from players if they can help them on the football field. Is Isaiah Wilson so far gone that he can't help you on the football field and that the problems are so far outweighing the talent? I think that's very a very, very interesting case study. But right now we're talking about Deshaun Watson. Uh, difference, one woman versus 15-plus, says Puka. Uh, it feels similar to Tiger Woods, Buck, says Texas Sports 1015. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is, it can spiral very, very quickly, very, very quickly. And Tiger Woods was, you know, a product of one, his own indiscretions, and two, he that happened to him in the middle of the like the internet and Twitter really taking off. Like Tiger Woods is really the first widespread. It went from tabloid to internet phenomenon all in one fell swoop, and it felt like that all happened basically on with the Tiger Woods story, the first real example of scandal in sport being widespread, spread like wildfire on the internet, along with, you know, traditional media at that point. But the situation for, uh, the situation for Deshaun Watson is that there are teams still very much interested. No charges, all civil is all you need to know, says John Clark. No, John, I think there's a lot more that we need to know. Honestly, uh, nobody cares about golf, says Cam Jam. Nobody's comparing it to golf, Cam. What are you talking about? Are you not paying attention to the show? He just said it's similar to Tiger Woods' situation. That's not about golf. It's about sex scandals, which is what uh, Tiger Woods was embroiled in. In fact, there was a fantastic documentary on HBO all about it, and it's what Deshaun Watson is currently in the middle of. Nobody's talking about golf. We're talking about sexual assault. The hell are you talking Cam, what are you pay attention to the show? <laughs> I don't think it's that difficult. So cap uh, your facial expressions and uh, and hand gestures are incredible tonight, says Ryan Burkhart. Well, hello, Ryan. Welcome into the show. We appreciate your participation. But getting fired up, says real Nick, right? I'm just, you know, I, Cam is welcome to make the comments, whatever, whatever he wants to comment. And not all of you can see all of the comments, but Cam's face on the YouTube profile. I think you can see that. Or, uh, you know, it's probably indicative of somebody who doesn't pay attention to what the hell is going on around them. But that's okay, Cam. You can continue to comment, and we welcome your participation. Courtney Jackson says, this is crazy, and it's only going to get worse. I mean, it, it gets worse literally by the hour. By the hour with Deshaun Watson. And it really, really worries me from the standpoint of there are going to be too many people. There are going to be too many people who pick sides in this thing when it is so, so not defined, when it is so up in the air, when there are so many women coming forward with this, when it's difficult to get one woman to come forward in any case of sexual assault, because what it opens you up to publicly, it is not a pleasant experience. You read all sorts of horrible things that women go through when they come forward with sexual assault because men have been you know, the, the gatekeepers on all of this for so long. You you want to you want to hear them out, but you also recognize what Ian Rappaport is saying is that many NFL teams believe the character of this player to be very very high. Hell, we all did. Mike Vrabel, the things that Mike Vrabel says about Deshaun Watson uh, from his time in Houston are 
you know, it's it's glowing in a way that Vrabel is not complimentary of anybody that way. Just spectacular things that he has to say from the time that they spent together when they were both members of the Houston Texans organization. I don't know what to believe. All we can do is let it play out in court at this point or let the legal process take its course. But at this point, there is no there is no possible trade market for him, but that doesn't mean that teams are not still interested. What about the correlation between the attorney and the owner of the Texans, says Dom? Uh, agreed. It's 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 suspect, right? That's why that's why I felt so bad cuz I mean, it's I didn't feel so bad, but my initial reaction and I shouldn't have I shouldn't have tweeted out the way that I did, but I was like, yeah, this smells funny. This smells funky to me. This dude is, you know, reportedly neighbors, close family friends with the McNairs, who obviously own the Houston Texans. The problem that Deshaun Watson has is not with the coaching staff, not with Nick Casario, not with his teammates, but with the McNair family, the ownership of the Houston Texans. How could this possibly, you know, could you draw a line that's any more clear, we think, between nefarious legal actions and what ownership may be trying to do to keep their thumb on a dude. I think I think those are those are valid concerns, but there's nothing there's no proof. We need proof. You can't just lob accusations out there when there's 20 plus women coming forward and saying that Deshaun Watson in some form or fashion sexually assaulted them. You guys can do that if you want, but it's sure as hell not going to be me. I promise you that. Here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. We'll take more of your comments on this in a second. I want to remind you quickly about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You use the promo code A to Z Sports, and you can get in on all of the tournament action because it's in full swing. It's been nuts so far in the NCAAs. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you in the center of the action when you bet $1 on any tournament game. And if your team wins, you win 100 bucks. It's just that simple. And don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. It's not for everybody. DraftKings Sportsbook has 100-to-1 odds on select fighters for this weekend's UFC 260 bout. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code A to Z Sports that you see behind me when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. Code A to Z Sports to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Tennessee only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A to Z Sports. Uh, because he's black, I'm sure, says Joshua Johnson. Man, Joshua... <sighs> I, I, uh, I don't want to dismiss anything like that ever would never do that. I respect too many of the people in here who are of African-American who, whose background is African-American who represent the African-American community in here. It is so rare that you find young promising up and coming African-American quarterbacks. And they're just now finding their stride between Watson between Lamar Jackson, between Patrick Mahomes, the most powerful individuals in football right now are young black quarterbacks. I think that is so incredibly important because they are largely representative of 70% of the league at this point. And so 
I don't want to say because he's black, because the Houston Texans organization has a history of saying racist things. Talking about you don't want to let the, what is it? Was it the inmates run the prison? Was that the line from Cal McNair or his, his father? I can't remember which of the McNairs, you know, un, unfortunately, you don't want to see anybody pass away, but the the patriarch of the McNair family passed away and he's the one who made the out of turn comment. You don't want to dismiss that by any stretch of the imagination. It's a t- it's a complicated it's a complicated it's a complicated thing to be in the middle of. So I don't want to dismiss anything. Deshaun Watson has feelings about the Houston Texans organization. I'm sure because of largely the way that they view black people. It's poisonous. It's sickening. It's horrendous how they have treated the labor in their sport because they can and they're billionaires and that's how they're going to play this game. I hate that. But it's as much about the legal side of things as it is about his ethnicity, his background, his race. And I, you know, like I said, I'm equipped to talk about this from a football standpoint. I wish I could do better. I wish I had a legal background. I know some people in this industry have a legal background that can talk about this more intelligently than I do. And I, you know, I'm obviously not black. I'm a, I'm Egyptian and that's the best I can give you. But we ain't we have not dealt with the slights of the African American community. Cause so, so I can't speak on that for you. I can't speak on that with you. I can only allow you guys to express your feelings and not ignore stuff like that when it comes to my attention. I'm sure there's a variety of different things that factor into this. Because the way that the Houston Texans as an organization have handled their players who are who are African American has largely been despicable. Um, and that's a big part of why Deshaun Watson wants the hell out of Houston. But again, there's too many women coming forward. You you can't just slough that off. You can't just say that it smells funny, even if you think it does. You have to let it play out. And I understand that, you know, the African American community looks at guys like Deshaun Watson and says, here is a here's a representative of the best of us. Here is a representative of somebody who has made it. Here is a representative of all that is good about the black community, and it's represented on a national stage by somebody who throughout the course of his career up until this point has been a, a, a beacon of a beacon of light and has uplifted the community around him, which is as important as anything. Like, you know, I know some, some of you guys don't like it when I get in here and talk race because you think that race is politics and maybe that race is so far embedded in politics that it's no longer, you know, I can't make that I can't discern that anymore. I don't think that race is talking politics, but so many people make it political that I'm not here to talk politics, but I think that race is so important into into what goes into, you know, the 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 professional sport and and college sports, all of it because of how much of the how many of the athletes, what percentage of the athletes, the vast majority are black. And the people that are tasked with talking about The black athletes are mostly, you know, I'm not middle-aged. I'm in my late 20s, but middle-aged, out-of-shape white dudes because that's what sports media has been. You know how wrong that is? I understand that point of it. And I also understand that, you know, I'm not a good representative because I'm a one-man show and I'm not a black dude. You know what I'm saying? So I try to wade through this stuff as best I can. I try to be respectful of everybody 
because I know that the black community feels a certain type of way about higher powers, bringing them down systemically across, you know, across any, any, any walk of life, any profession. This is something that is embedded into our, you know, into our society for the entire, the entire time that the United States of America has been a country, of course. But I'm not the person to, you know, I can't, I can't speak on that intelligently. All I can do is, is relay it to you guys in the best way possible and let you make your own discernments about, uh, about the community. Respect how you don't shy away from these bucks as junior. I mean, listen, uh, <laughs> what, what I'm not going to shy away from this stuff. This stuff is a part of my world, just like it's part of your guys' world. I think that we can always have intelligent conversations about this stuff. You should be able to have intelligent conversations about this stuff. I'm just trying to be fair. I'm trying to be fair across the board to everybody who comes into this community because it's a big, diverse community, you know, and I love that. I want more diversity in my in my community, in our community. I want all the perspectives where I might have blind spots. I think that's been the most important thing to come out of this year where so much of it has been muddied. And I don't want to get into a tangent because I know we got to move on and I'm, you know, talk sports dummy. That's what I'm here to do. I'm not here to give you some big racial diatribe, but it's a part of our world. And when Joshua says it's because he's black, I'm sure I'm not going to dismiss that. I'm not the person who could dismiss that. I wouldn't try to dismiss that. I think everybody, no matter what your political background no matter what your racial background, no matter what your religious background, you are entitled to your opinion when you're in this show. And I'm only going to yell at you if you say something dumb about sports. <laughs> that's the only that's the only time I'm going to bust your ass. Everything else, we're going to have an intelligent conversation about it. And I hope you guys, you know, I hope you guys feel even though I am not all of you, I cannot possibly represent all of you. I hope as the person who is responsible for facilitating this show for all of you, that I do as good a job as humanly possible in representing or trying to resent, represent all of your guys' opinions, all of your guys' beliefs, and that we don't shy away from that stuff. That's It's not, you know, this is an open platform. It's always going to be an open platform. And that's something that I want to respect across the board. Uh, I am not a. I am not the person to dismiss a woman's claim, says Josh Shibota. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. What race were the victims? Says Fred K. Schultz. I, I haven't gone through the. Li- I don't know that the list uh, that the list of of victims is is public at this point to protect to protect these women because you guys know what kind of internet hate would come come from them uh, across the board. It's uh, it's pretty pretty difficult. Uh, so let's just talk sports and let the courts decide if he's guilty or innocent, which is exactly what I'm here to do. I just wanted to make sure. That we got that across because the Watson story was too big to ignore. Buck, only thing important is Titans talk. Why hasn't anyone restructured and how much cap space is available? Listen, EA, I've talked Titans every day of the week and twice on Sunday, basically. Uh, if there was Titans news that's relevant, we can get into we can get into the stuff. Uh, we can get into the stuff about restructures at a later date. I'm sure we're gonna have Titans press conferences because they announced the Josh Reynolds signing officially today. Austin also sports. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm done. I promise. Let's move on. What you got for the free agency frenzy topic? Let's do it. Let us move on to the free agency frenzy because that is the most important thing. Which NFL team did the best 
in free agency this offseason? Let me know in the comments. You have 32 to pick from. You want to be a homer and you want to pick the Titans? Go get them. Uh, uh, you are entitled, as, as we just discussed, you are entitled to whatever opinion you have, but you got all 32 to pick from. Which NFL team did the best in free agency this offseason? Let us know on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, and on Twitch TV. We would welcome your participation across the board. Which NFL team did the best in free agency this offseason? While you guys give me your answers, I will tell you about the fine folks at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for the official real estate agent. The Titans, the Preds, and the primetime show. Gary Ashton is the man that you trust because he's here in Middle Tennessee working for Middle Tennesseans. He is going to make sure that you are in the dream address without the stress of your choosing or with all these people that are moving into Middle Tennessee, they're going to make sure that you are selling your house for more because you want to take advantage of how good the real estate market is down here. Trust the Ashton team just as I did, just as Mike Vrabel does, John Robinson does, John Hines for as long as he's the head coach of the Predators, which may not be for much longer. But in the meantime, GaryAshton.com. This man, this bald and beautiful man below me who's been in Florida, I think since before the snowstorm hit. I'm very jealous of what Gary has done. But you will not be jealous uh, well, what you w- would be jealous if you don't use the Ashton team is how great they operate and perform for you to satisfy your needs across the board. GaryAshton.com. Which NFL team did the best in free agency across the board? This wide receiver class is nice, says Eric North. You're talking about draft? You're talking about, uh, are you talking about free agents? Because the free agent class was not all that impressive. And, you know, the salaries that they got were, uh, you know, were indicative of such. Excuse me while I take a quick drink. Puka says the Pats, they spent almost, you know, I read on ESPN.com today that the Pats spent almost almost as much in guaranteed money this offseason as Robert Kraft did in real money to purchase the franchise, I think like 25 years ago, something out 27 years ago, literally, you know, as old as I am. Robert Kraft has owned the Patriots for every year that I've been alive. Uh, and Robert Kraft paid as much in real money as the Patriots paid out in guaranteed money this offseason, which is insane. They spent the most by a mile. Uh, Dion agrees with Puka. He says the Pats, I'm tied between New England and the New York Giants, who did sign a lot of big contracts. Kenny Galladay, Dory Jackson, Logan Ryan got a new three-year deal. You have Leonard Williams. On the defensive line, they already had a pretty stout defense. A lot of those, and, you know, Daniel Jones doesn't have an excuse at this point. New England, if Cam can play decent, then they may make a Super Bowl run, says real Nick Wright. Sam Cam Zero says low-key the Jets. You know, I'm not familiar. I haven't gone through the Jets' full list of transactions, but outside of Corey Davis, maybe you can fill us in, Sam, on who else they sign that colors your opinion that way. Because last I checked, they still have a quarterback that they don't know what to do with. Uh, I thought the Giants did a pretty good job, says Austin Hall. How much did Sammy, Sammy sign for and how long, says Matthew Eggers. The last, I haven't seen an update on Sammy uh, Sammy Watkins at this point. I am, looking, uh, I am looking for an update on that. The last contract I saw was about an hour ago, or excuse me, three hours ago. Benson Mayoa, I hope I pronounced Benson's last name correctly. He's re-signing with the Seahawks. But there's nothing been out there about Sammy Watkins other than he was still making the rounds. I know a lot of you guys were tied up on Sammy Watkins or 
you know, there was rumors going around about Sammy Watkins, but, you know, I had to put out that article yesterday to remind you from the time Sammy Watkins was in Buffalo that his wide receiver coach in Buffalo was Rob Moore, who is now the wide receiver coach of the Tennessee Titans. Sammy Watkins did not like Rob Moore as a wide receiver coach when they were together in Buffalo. Now, Rob Moore has had two jobs since he has been the Bills wide receiver coach, and I'm sure he has come a long way in his coaching style, as has Sammy Watkins uh, over the, what, three stops that Sammy has had, because Buffalo, the Rams, and then the Chiefs, if I remember correctly. I don't think there was another team in between there. Uh, I think sometimes I get him and Brandon Cooks mixed up. Long story short, I didn't even have Sammy Watkins on my list for guys that the Titans would be interested in because Sammy Watkins doesn't like the wide receiver coach here. So why would he come to Tennessee? Um, maybe those opinions have changed. I know Sammy has gone through a lot of stuff during his time in Buffalo. Uh, where in the heck is everyone getting the Watkins news from? Well, there's no news. It's just rumor, Josh. They're just, you know, it's people talking on the internet and then everybody gets caught up. Carl Lawson, Sam Camp says, tag Marcus May, who was a really good safety, got Corey. Carl Lawson went to the Jets, something to remember correct. Titan, you know, I'm surprised not more of you are saying the Titans, but the the team that I ended up landing on is the team that, you know, just just went and built a essentially bought a Super Bowl contender and, you know, and ended up being a Super Bowl winner last season. I think that the team that the team that did the best was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are keeping the band together, at least their most important guys. Hard to imagine a more important player on this defense than someone who attacks the quarterback like Shaq Barrett does. Their top pass rusher has agreed to terms to remain in Tampa. He gets a four-year deal worth a base value of $68 million, maximum value of $72 million, according to Adrian Truroza, and that's $34.5 million guaranteed. And this, for Shaq Barrett, was, was one that clearly, Mike, made sense from the beginning. He probably could have shopped it elsewhere. I know the Bucks were aware that he was going to get significant interest on the free agent market if he made it there. They just wanted to get him signed as close to noon as possible to keep him off the market. They didn't quite do it before noon, but they end up getting a deal done. Shaq Barrett is staying in Tampa Bay. So Tom Brady freed up about $19 million for them in signing a four-year extension with voidable years, which is insane. So they keep Tom Brady. They keep they not only keep Tom Brady, they extend Tom Brady. They get the best pass rusher that was available in this year's free agent class. Bud Dupree was probably second. They kept Shaq Barrett around. They tagged Chris Godwin in hopes of working out a long-term deal. They brought Rob Gronkowski back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so they could try and run it back. The Bucs, as defending Super Bowl champions, had the best offseason, and I don't think it's terribly close. I really like the stuff that the Titans did. We will see how it ends up playing out. That is, we're, we're not going to know what all the new pieces look like for the Titans until they're out there. But the Buccaneers did the best. Why are we even uh, Why are we even playing this season, says Salman Freddy. Uh, is it Salman Freddy or Salman Freddy? I don't know how to pronounce that name. Did you just say 90 million? No, Brady freed up 19 million, $19 million extending his contract, including voidable years. It's a good situation for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Brady doing what he's done his entire career. He's taking less money and he's going to end up getting paid that money with the way that they move the money around. You know, it's a, it becomes complex in how you move paragraph five money, which is a player's base salary, convert it to signing bonus, go through all these things. So they end up seeing the value, even if it's not counting against their salary cap 
hit. That's what Brady did. And so it freed up stuff, freed up finances for them to go pay Shaq Barrett. They're talking about bringing Dominican Sue back, although that's not official yet. Haters about to really hate Brady, says Evan C. White. But like my thing with Brady, how can you hate? I don't understand why people have such hatred for things, for things that are great, for things that are overwhelmingly impressive. Tom Brady is legitimately the best in the history of the sport. If it's not Michael Jordan, who's the greatest winner in all of professional sports, it's damn Tom Brady. Tom Brady should not be hated for being better than you all the time. Tom Brady should be praised for the fact that he switched conference after 20-plus years in the NFL with one organization, winning six Super Bowls for the New England Patriots and becoming a free agent this offseason. Tom Brady went to the NFC and in one year ended the career of Drew Brees, won as many Super Bowls in the NFC as Drew Brees did, won as many NFC title games as Aaron Rodgers has. He beat the Washington football team, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers to then go on and beat the shit out of Patrick Mahomes. How could anybody hate Tom Brady? Tom Brady's just better than you. You can't hate him because he's better. I mean, you can hate him, but he's because he's better than you. Then Brady gives a damn? Of course not. He's just going to keep beating you until he physically dies on a football field because that's the only way you're going to get him off the football field is if he physically evaporates into dust on a football field and his ashes soak into the turf. Like, that's the only way you're getting Tom Brady out of professional football. If you win a lot, better chance people dislike you, says Chris Cole. Of course, I understand that. I just think it's stupid. I think it's so dumb the way that people hate Tom Brady. I felt the same way about Bill Belichick, even as I understand, you know, that the Patriots have cheated. Still a cheater. Don't forget that, says Twin Nuba on Twitch. I haven't forgotten that. And, you know, my position is everybody should cheat better. The, pay, the Pats are just better at it than you. They're better at it than you. Donald Bell says, we beat Brady. Yeah, one time. Congratulations. You know, still got more Super Bowls by a mile than you? Tom Brady. You beat Tom Brady because he was playing with you and me at wide receiver and Benjamin Ben Watson, who was 85 years old, I believe, in that year for the Patriots. And he was probably the Patriots' best receiver. What was that? 2019. At his age, one hit and Brady will explode into dust. No, you you listen to it. This is the thing that fascinates me about the TV TB12 stuff is that when you hit when you hit Ben Roethlisberger, you're essentially hitting you know, a, a bag of shattered glass because of the way that Ben Roethlisberger has handled his body. When you hit Brady, Brady's TB12 and all of the things that he's done to the, his body and the and the flexibility, the pliability of Tom Brady, he absorbs the hit. He's the rubber band man. Tom Brady has physically done the things that it taken to make sure that he's better than you. Buck, who ended TB12's career in New England, says Donovan. Yeah, I, I know. Logan Ryan, pick six. It was beautiful. I was there. I was eating. And by the way, the pat the, the pats by a mile. Best press box press box food. Uh, it's not even a close comparison. Like the spread that we had for what would that have been the wild card round in New England in 2019. I had steak. I had uh, New England clam chowder. I had uh, I had what else did I have? I had I had I had lobster rolls. Like oh my god, I was so fat in the New England press box. And I got to watch one of the most exciting football games, or, you know, even if it wasn't 
aesthetically exciting because I think it was 13 to 14, the final score, because because uh, Logan got that pick six at the end. But it was one of, or no, it. I think they had a field goal in there. It may have been, maybe you guys remind me, Maybe I think it was like 16 to 14, 16 to 13, something like that. Uh, it, was, it was a very low scoring game. There was not a lot of offense. It was good defense. Uh, and it was Logan Ryan pick six to end Tom Brady's career as a Patriot. And then he turned around and he said, you know, tail with this. I'm not getting enough help. I'm going to go win another damn Super Bowl. Logan Ryan could kick rocks, even though Logan has two with Tom Brady, <laughs> which I really, 13 to 10, Titans for Life says, thank you very much. Uh, Donovan wants to know, Buck, how do you watch film via Game Pass or does media have access to get cut-ups of uh, both? We get Game Pass, we get the coaches film. Um we get all manner of uh, we get all manner of uh, of film access, except for college. College film is tough to track down, uh, which is really really frustrating this time of year. Every team, uh, Dion says, but did you have spam in the New England press box? If you didn't have spam, it's not a press box; it's a depressed box, dude. Spam like the fake isn't spam like fake ham. Uh, I've never had spam in my life, nor do I uh, nor do I ever wish to have spam in my life. I'll stick with my lobster rolls and my steak and my New England clam chowder in the press box. I was so fat that day. It was so much. Honestly, that's that's probably my, even though the the trip to Foxborough, because me, I, I took a lift. I took an Uber. Me and Teron Davenport took an Uber from our hotel because we were not, we were not, uh, we were not smart about it. Everybody else stayed in Providence, Rhode Island, which is closer to Foxborough than Boston is. But Teron and I stayed in Boston. I mean, like an hour lift right out there to it's basically the North Korea of football because it's in the middle of nowhere. Foxborough is from Boston and, uh, and it would, but it was ended up being so cool. Um, even if, you know, after that, I remember Toronto and I got back to the hotel. We were staying at the hotel. It was probably 2 AM after that game was done. We both were on the same flight out of Boston at five 30. So we went back at two, we showered, we got in the car to go to the airport, and then we boarded the plane to come home. That was that was as exhausted as I've ever been in my life, but it was so much fun. Uh, no one asked if if he had it. He said no. Says Jeff Roberts. Uh, oh, why I'm rambling on about spam? Uh, I don't think Jeff Roberts is talking to me. Never had spam, Buck. I don't know how you are a man anymore. How I don't know who you are anymore, man. Says Dion. Yeah, you know, I'm never never going to be a spam guy. I promise you that. Uh, no, I love TD. Great man says Evan C. White. Yes, I, I agree. Tehran is a, Tehran is a real one. No question. All right, let's move on to gone viral. The last part of our Tuesday, we have gone on very long. I think we've had a really good show though. I've really enjoyed the show, even though I was kind of scared of it. Uh, even though I was kind of scared of it with all the Watson stuff, I'll be honest with you, but we ended up having a good conversation. I even got a little race talk in there, which I never get to do. So thank you for that. Uh, Ronnie Sneed says, so you didn't come up on government cheese either. Uh, no, <laughs> I, uh, I have never been shy about the fact that I have been spoiled and coddled my entire life. Uh, I have, uh, I have never, uh, no, I have never been a, a government cheese person. I've been very, very comfortable throughout my entire existence. And, uh, and I'm very fortunate that way. Um, you know, people, you know, I, I always used to get hit over the head with, uh, with, you know, you're just a spoiled brat. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that, to be honest with you. But what do I know? I'm spoiled. <laughs> no, no government cheese for you, boy. You're on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Ronnie State says, I'm joking, brother. No, I, I know you are, Ronnie. I'm just trying to have some fun with it and not sound like an asshole. 
<laughs> That's the best way that I could put it, you know, here on A to Z Sports Primetime. All right, gone viral video. What's the worst thing? What's the worst thing that the NCAA did this week? Because there's a lot of bad moves by the NCAA between the women's, uh, the women's, uh, the women's work, uh, the women's work, uh, workout facility between, you know, just the general, uh, the general fraud and ineptitude of the NCAA, uh, whether it's the fact that they're still not allowing athletes at this point, even though it's in the works to make money off name, image and likeness. What's the worst thing that the NCAA did this week. Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV. Uh, we, uh, we <laughs> Jeff Roberts says, at least you don't sound like an arrogant prick. <laughs> I think he meant to say prick. I say, It says price. I assume he meant prick. Um, but anyway, uh, yes, what is the worst thing that, uh, that yes, you know, I don't know. I can be an arrogant prick sometimes. I don't know how many times I can say that word. I don't know if that's a, if, you know, I know it's the internet. I don't know if I could say uh, if I could say that, so I'll stop saying it. <laughs> What's the worst thing the NCAA did this week? While you guys do that, I will tell you about the best thing that you would do if you were in the HV if you were in the need for HVAC service. That's Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That's where you go. They can take care of you commercially. They can take care of you residentially. They are going to put you in a position to succeed and keep you in your comfort zone. Brymac.com is where you go. Courtesy of Chris Hamby, Miss Sherry, the entire Hamby family at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. What's the worst thing that the NCAA did this weekend? Ronnie Sneed says he has no idea what the NCAA did this weekend. He probably hadn't been watching basketball, which I'm sure is the case. Uh, Puka says the woman set up. I agree. Twin Nuba on Twitch says that woman's fitness area was sad. Totally agree. Josh Sabata says inequality issues with the women and lousy excuse for not having space. Of course, especially, Puka brings up the best one, especially the two types of tests. The idea that the women and men who are supposed to be in an NCAA bubble in Indiana, in Indiana, not just in Indianapolis, but that the fact that they have two different types of tests between the women and the men because they're trying to shortchange the women is outrageous, completely and totally outrageous by a mile. The inequities for the women are a good example. But also the fact that the NCAA, for all of the money that they're making off unpaid labor, um, is just completely and totally disgusting because they're doing on the backs, as I mentioned, of unpaid labor. The worst thing is what they did to the women. But the second worst thing is the fact that they're still hoarding the television rights when they don't need the money. With the NCAA's rules on highlights, they're complex, antiquated, and uh, they say I can't show you the highlights until the post-game show ends on CBS at about 11.30. But they don't say I can't open up MS Paint and go to town. Roll it, Brandy. Will Wade trying to take LSU to the Sweet 16 for the second straight tournament. Cam Thomas red hot early. 19 first half points for the freshman. The ball was on fire. LSU led by as many as nine. But Michigan battled back, outscoring LSU by 10 in the final 7.30. Eli Brooks with a team-high 12. So in the second half, Tigers steal back momentum. It's Thomas again from three. He scored 30. But Jawan Howard keeping his team calm as the Wolverines respond with a 14-1 to run. Sean D. Brown going for 21 off the bench. The Wolverines steal the momentum, and Ann Arbor faithful rise to their feet. Michigan never looks back. How the NCAA, how the NCAA continues to hoard money. That uh, that video still makes me laugh. Um, the uh, Joe Dubin 
has always done that kind of stuff. Puka says, it's this is amazing, says Tribe Call Quest. I'm telling you, Joe Dubin ought to, ought to sue that guy because he's been doing that long before. Dom Odell says, what am I watching? You're watching the NCAA be incredibly greedy and keep the rights uh, uh, and keep the rights of their of their coverage of the highlights of the team of the local teams that this uh, new sports broadcaster in Michigan is trying to cover, and they're saying that they can't air the highlights that they ta- that they video that they record on their own cameras until after the CBS post game show is done, probably an hour after they get off the air. So what you're watching is some sports broadcaster thinking on his feet as Joe Dubin has done when the Titans have not allowed him to have rights to the highlights for his broadcast. He got on Microsoft Paint and he drew them up itself. And it ended up being something that is going to do very, very well for that news broadcaster. It was absolutely amazing. Wow, I didn't see this as Dylan could sell. It's pretty funny. By far and away, by far and away, what they did to the women's basketball teams in San Antonio uh, the far greater offense. I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that away from anybody, and I'm not here to diminish that by any stretch of the imagination. But this made me laugh. Uh, do you think the exposure I I reverb I reverb or is it just reverb on Twitch? Anyway, reverb says, uh, do you think the exposure of the clear inequality between the men and the women at the NCAA tournament will actually influence them to make any changes? So it, it did this weekend, right? Public shame is the best. I've I've told you guys this on this show since day one. Public shame is the best way to learn a lesson. That's how you get things done. And now on TikTok and on Twitter, you have the female female basketball players exposing the NCAA into taking action, drawing support from places like Dick's Sporting Goods. No free ads, but Dick's did a great job in providing them a more equitable workout facility that still was not equitable. The NCAA is going to do what the NCAA wants because they have no real oversight and they're going to treat, they've been treating the women like this since, you know, as long as disparity between men and women's sports has existed, of course, but now we can expose them. Now we can, it's like politicians. When you see a politician do something bad, you can still shame these SOBs into doing the right thing, even if they weren't going to do the right thing in the first place. So I hope that it influences change. I hope that they learn their lesson, but at this point, um, you know, the best thing, the best way that we can continue to do, or the best way that can we continue to enact change is to publicly shame these people. Uh, Bolt Holt, one of our great uh writers for A to Z Sports, um, says nothing worse than the shrimp tails in the cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah, that was a bad scene. Um, I think that that was if that had been a video, we'd have probably used that instead, to be honest with you, for the gone viral moment. One of the uh one of the things that took the internet by storm, finding cinnamon. Toast crusted shrimp tails in your box of cinnamon toast crunch. That was a thing on the internet today. Anyway, this show has been very, very long. I've enjoyed it very much. I appreciate your guys' participation as always. Thank you for doing so. The radio show, by the way, 615 Sessions podcast today. It was great. We did an autopsy on Vols basketball. Myself, Ron Slay, VFL, and, uh, and Mike Wilson from the Knoxville News Sentinel. You'll really, really enjoy it. We got to a bunch of your Music City mailbag questions as well. Radio show, also a lot of fun today. Jonathan Crompton, former Vols quarterback. Trey Wallace of Rocky Top Insider. We talked a lot about Adoree Jackson. You can get that podcast if you don't listen to me live from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone, my radio show. Uh, You can get the podcast, Buck Rising, on 104.5 The Zone. I got all kinds of podcasts for you. You can hang out with us tomorrow on The Zone radio show. We'll be talking with Will Compton. 
because Will's on with us every, every Wednesday, and we'll check. You'll, you know, we'll see if Will has a job yet, because at this point, I don't think he does. But him and Taylor keep teasing something on the internet that uh, you know. Hopefully, he'll be able to give us some kind of insight into tomorrow. And also, my good friend Madison Blevins, because the Lady Vols took an L tonight. Belmont, though, beat Gonzaga yesterday, and I want to talk about women's college basketball tomorrow on the radio show. All kinds of good stuff available to you via podcast or live on 104.5 The Zone from 10 to 1. We'll be back here tomorrow night on the Primetime Show. We'll talk about the Titans and free agency at much greater length. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you, as I mentioned, for your participation. As always, I am not done participating in the content because the content keeps rolling. Because it keeps rolling. It keeps rolling. Because around here on the A to Z Sports Streaming Network, damn sure we're not tired yet.